0: That I disagree with the words of one of the songs we sing. Sing, birds sing. They are beginning to discover that planets sing in the galaxy, and trees talk to each other. So why can't they sing? So there's all sorts of parts of creation that are singing, and they are probably singing praise to their creator. Um, But we are just on the wrong wavelength for them. But I'm I'm guessing that God is on every wavelength. He hears the the praise of frogs as well as the praise of people. So that was just my thought when I should have been singing. (laughs) Let's just pray together. So, creator God, we want to come to you this morning as the people that you have made. And we want to ask that we would be thankful people, that we would be people of praise, and that you would work in us to open us up to your spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Now... um, I am a pudding person. Would you have guessed that? (laughs) And um, when you go to restaurants nowadays, and and I've been to a couple this last week, um, one of the things they do, which I really like, is they offer you um, three little puddings and um, a coffee instead of the the big dessert. Anyone had that? I really like that because you get three tastes of puddings, different puddings, and um, uh, you don't feel too guilty, and um, it's really, really nice. So, what I'm giving you this morning is that sort of setup three little tasters on gratitude, all right, like the three little puddings. And um, it, it means that I won't necessarily. I'll probably raise more questions than answers but um, hopefully it'll get you thinking about what gratitude is so my three little tasters just for those of you who like to know where we're going is gratitude is important gratitude unlocks things and gratitude brings healing okay those are the three sort of areas I'm going to look at So we're going to start with the first one, which is, gratitude seems to be important, both for God and for us. And I think it's very easy for us to think of um, saying thank you as just an add-on, just a rather inconvenient thing that you have to do when all you want to do is open the present and play, play with the present. Um, I have a friend who was brought up always to write, to spend all Christmas afternoon writing her thank you letters, which I think was a bit mean of her parents. But we, certainly my generation, was brought up to that, that it was good manners to write your thank you letters or to get on the phone and say thank you to granny. Giving thanks, showing gratitude, I think is more fundamental than that. It's not um, an add-on. It seems to be an important part of our relationship with God. It is the way It works with us, between us and God. Part of the way we show love. Now you've you've probably read and heard, and I hope you know that God is love. The very essence of his being is love. And love always shows itself by giving. God so loved the world that he gave. So God gives, we receive. And God keeps on giving, pressed down and overflowing, as the Bible says, and we keep on receiving. And God shows grace, that love for those of us who don't deserve it, and we respond with gratitude. Gratitude is part of our response to God's love. And it should be our first response, which leads on to everything else, praise and obedience. So we show we love God by saying thank you to him. We acknowledge the goodness and the power of God by praising him. And we show that we trust God by obeying him. That seems to be how our relationship with God was designed to work. And if you look in the Bible, it is there in the beginning. One way that you can look at what happens um, to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden is that it is a colossal act Of ingratitude on our part God has given us a garden an earth filled with beauty and goodness he gave us everything we needed and we human beings said nah it's not enough we want more and that cycle that nourishing rhythm of God giving and us receiving was broken. But the good news is God didn't give up on us. He kept on loving and he keeps on loving and he keeps on giving because he cannot deny his essential nature. So God starts with Abraham and he builds himself a people who will know him and love him. And he tells them to build their relationship with him by giving thanks. And first that happens on altars of stones in the desert. And later it happens in buildings and temples. And so, and so that they would carry on giving thanks in all circumstances, even when they didn't feel like it, because we are fickle creatures and we only want to give thanks when we feel like it. God built it in to their worship and their liturgy so that they would always give thanks. And um, so if you look in the Old Testament, the, the whole nation of Israel was to give thanks three times a year. At Passover, they were to remember the goodness and the power of God in delivering them from slavery and give thanks. And at weeks or Pentecost, they were to bring their first fruits to God and give thanks and pray for the harvest to come. And in the autumn, at the Feast of the Tabernacles, they were to bring their produce from the harvest to God, uh, the best of it, not the worst, the best of it, and remind themselves of his goodness and that they depended on him for everything. And what we are doing today is the modern equivalent of that. David says in 1 Chronicles, all things come from you, and of your own do we give you. That was what was trying to be... um, uh, put into their lives, really, by all these different opportunities to give thanks. The Psalms are the hymns of the Old Testament temple, and they overflow with gratitude and thanksgiving. Enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart. Enter his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, praise his name. Uh, When I was looking uh, up things for this sermon, the word most commonly used in Hebrew for thanks is a word todah, may not be pronouncing that right, and it's linked with the word hand, especially open hands. And they think it may refer to lifting hands in praise or coming with open hands to God to receive. So that's what thanksgiving is, coming with open hands to God in praise and to receive what he gives to you. But giving thanks wasn't just for the big occasions. Giving thanks was to be ingrained into everyday life as well. So um, the Jewish people were to give thanks as part of their meals. They were to have a weekly reminder of the goodness and deliverance of God in the Sabbath, and the Sabbath meal especially. They were to give thank offerings at special times in their lives, like for the birth of a child. And Jesus, well, Jesus carried all of that on. Not only is he an example of continuous thanksgiving, If you want a little job to do, go back and look at how many times Jesus speaks out thanks to God in his ministry. But Jesus also set up a feast of thanksgiving for his people. The Greek word for thanksgiving is eucharistio, eucharist. And that is what we do when we have communion and that thanksgiving was to be the cornerstone of the church's worship. Jesus took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it. And do this in remembrance of me, he says. Give thanks in remembrance of me. So giving thanks to God continually in every circumstances, in the good times and the bad times, in psalms and songs, in pilgrimage and feasts, in gifts and offerings, around a table with remembrance and love. That is to be part of our pattern of life. So learning to give thanks seems to be important. Why? Do you think that God needs to be thanked? Is it to appease an angry God? Because sacrifices to pagan gods were often like that. Giving thanks is mentioned over 200 times in the Bible. Why is that? Well, from what I can see, it seems as if building gratitude into our lives and worship is more important for us than it is for God. And that is why God commands it and encourages it. Because gratitude puts us back into that Eden relationship with God. That fundamental giving and receiving and nurturing relationship, which was what we were made for. And when we get that relationship with God right... It also returns us to wholeness and well-being because it's how we were meant to live. So let's just pray and then we'll have our reading. (coughs) Lord, when I think of all you have done for me and all you have given me, all I can say is thank you so Lord I come to you with open hands Amen Penny can we have our reading as Penny reads this you might like to see what this says about saying thank you so this is, that was
1: part one this is part two So the reading is taken from Luke chapter 17 beginning at verse 11 and Jesus heals ten men with leprosy now on his way to Jerusalem Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee as he was going into a village ten men who had leprosy met him they stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks,
0: Penny. So this is part two, really. The second taster. Okay, there are many interesting things that we could pick up from this short incident. Um, I will mention a few but not expand on them. But if you're studying this in a life group or if you're chatting after the service, you might like to think about these as well. So thinking about that passage, there is something important here about it being only the Samaritan who came back. The outsider who returns to Jesus. And you might like to think about that. I'm not going to say more than that. And did you notice that they were healed as they walked to the priest? Presumably, they looked at their hands and saw that the leprosy was going, or they suddenly realized that their feet were better. They were healed as they walked to the priest they had to set off in faith and walk into that healing. And there's something important there that you might like to discuss as well. But today I want to concentrate on the last words of this encounter between Jesus and the man who had been healed. Jesus said to the healed man, rise and go, your faith has made you well. And I think we lose something in translation there because the Greek word that it's translated made you well or healed you is sozo. And again, I may not be pronouncing that right, which does mean healed, um, but it's a bigger word. It also means rescued, delivered, saved. And some versions of the Bible you will read Your faith has saved you. Something more has happened to this man. All ten men were healed of leprosy, but only one returned and gave thanks to God, and he received more. He was healed and saved. He was given a new life, In every way and so often in the Bible when you read through it giving thanks seems to unlock something that combination of faith that is showed by giving thanks so faith and Thanksgiving seem to go together in some way that seems to open up God's miracles And you might like to think of other instances. Jesus giving thanks and breaking a few loaves and feeding 5,000 people. Jesus standing before a tomb and giving thanks to God and Lazarus walks out alive. Now I don't pretend to understand that, but it seems to be there in scripture. There seems to be an unlocking power in giving thanks to God. God can do more when we give thanks. And God can do more in us as a church if we are a grateful people. So as we leave this story, I just wonder why Jesus waited. It said he was on a journey. But after he had sent these 10 men off, he didn't carry on walking straight away, he waited. Was he hoping for all 10 to return to thank him? And was he disappointed when only one did? I think it sounds like that. I suspect that he had more to give to each one, but only one returned to say thank you, and only one received all that God had for him. So there's something there about unlocking and unlocking and how thanks does that. Okay, that was part two, this is part three. You'll be glad to hear it's a little bit different and slightly shorter, I think. Um, Because this is my own story, really, what they now call lived experience, okay? Um, Many of you know I was a librarian all of my working life and I worked in local government. Now, um, local government has had a really tough time in recent years at all levels and so the last part of my career was difficult and I know some of you helped me through that period so you know some of this. There were continual rounds of cuts over about 10 years and it almost completely demolished the service that we had built up over many decades before and had been so proud of. And wave upon wave of redundancies made everyone feel anxious and unsafe. I think I had to apply for my own job five times in 10 years. Um, The atmosphere at work grew rather toxic and I found myself inside Getting increasingly angry angry at what was happening angry at the effect on the people that I'd worked with for so long angry at the people who were making these decisions without thinking of the consequences that's how it seemed to me and I found this anger taking me over and making me into a person that I really didn't like. Um, The anger built up in me um, and it would burst out at other times and quite innocent people would be on the receiving end of it. And anger seemed to breed anxiety and fear and other strong and uncontrollable feelings in me. And then someone, and I can't remember who it was, if it was one of you, thank you, Someone suggested this book to me, and it became a lifesaver. This book is by Anne Voskamp, and it's called One Thousand Gifts. And um, I read the book. In those days, I think there was just the book. But there is now a website and a course and all sorts of other things linked to this book. Anne is a Canadian farmer's wife. She's the mother of six, and... for various reasons in her life, she dares herself to write a list of 1,000 gifts from God. She carries around a little book with her and she notes them down, the gifts and blessings of her everyday life. And as she does that, she sees the difference it begins to make in her it was all about the importance of giving thanks in all circumstances and intentionally doing so. Finding a way to do that. So I started a blessings jar. I didn't do it with a book, I did it with a little jar. And, um, and, I, and I tried to give thanks to God and write it down every day And as I did that, I found the more I thanked, the more blessings I began to see. And I began to see God's work in everything, even in the mess at work, at my workplace. And slowly, and this was an unexpected bonus, slowly the anger went. I found that somehow it is hard to hold on to anger and be grateful to God at the same time. And whether psychologically practicing gratitude retrains your brain to look for the positive rather than the negative, or whether spiritually it changes your perspective um, because you're looking away from you and your problems and hurts to the unending love and grace of God. Or perhaps it's both of those but I would say it worked for me. Now, Sophie said a couple of weeks ago, practice gratitude, speak it out and something shifts. And I would say I have found that too. And I used this little blessings jar again during lockdown and it was really helpful for me. So I wonder, three things about gratitude. What does God want to say to you today? Are you good at gratitude? Or are you naturally a grudging, grumbling type of person? And where could you grow gratitude in your life? How could you be intentional about it? You don't have to do it the way I did it, but there may be a a way for you. And which of those mini-messages was for you? Is it about building gratitude as a foundation in your life? A way of building your relationship with God? And that may link in with your giving, your time, your money, your priorities. Is it about allowing thanksgiving to unlock things and enable God to do more in you? Or is it about the healing power of being thankful? Let's pray together. Father, you know each one here, and you know what we are like. You made us. So, Lord, if there are places where we are hard, would you melt us? If there are places where we are hurt, would you heal us? If there are places where we are trapped, would you release us? And would you help us to become a thankful and grateful people? In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Thank you.